Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. Kofayimid Beis, 11 lines from the bottom. Rebbe Rebichia. Rebbe and Rebichia, two different opinions. Chad Hela ben Api Aviv Kahuna. One of them brought up the son the testimony of his father to have the status of a coin. And one of them, not sure who said what, but between Rabbi and Rebichia, one of them said that the son is elevated to the status of the priesthood based on the testimony of his father. And one of them said a brother of a lady elevates to the status of Levian, of the political status. This time, the Rebbe Ela Ben Api Aviv Let us deduce that it was Rebbe who brought up the son based on the testimony of his father, the status of Kuhuna, the priesthood. Why the Tanya? In accordance with the Brisa. Here's what the Brisa says. Harei Shabbat Omar. Behold, he came and said, Benize, this is my son. Vikoinu, and he is a Kohen, a priest. Naaman, he is believed. Lahachilo betruma. To give him to eat from truma. So he can eat from these sanctified produce of truma based on the testimony of his father. However, he is not believed to give him the status of kahuna for the purposes of la sil isha for marrying him up. Zerashi explains la sil isha shema mamzer We don't really know what his status is. Maybe he's of blemished lineage. And he's not allowed to marry into the Jewish people. So although he's believed that the father can feed him his truma, he's not believed for the broader community to be permitted to marry into the Jewish people just on this testimony of the father solely. Devrei Rebbe. These are the words of Rebbe. Amar lo, Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Chia responded to Rabbi, Im amino If you believe him, as it relates to the consumption of truma, of these sanctified products, So why don't you believe him to say he can marry a woman of the Jewish people? And if you don't believe him concerning his eligibility to marry into the Jewish people, do not believe him to say that the father should be able to feed him trimmel, to feed his son trimmel. Amar le, so Rebbe responded to Rebbe Chia, no, there's a difference. I do believe him as it concerns trimmel, because he has the wherewithal, it's within his hand, father's hand, to feed his son Truma.
Rashi. Sheish b'yadav achilab shrumo. Sharei hu koin. The father is a koin. Ve'akol chol kin lo shrumo. And everybody gives their shrumo to him. So the father is holding on to all this shrumo. And he has the power to give it over and share with his family members, including his son. So he has the wherewithal to do it. In contrast, they do not believe him concerning his status of being eligible to marry into the Jewish people, to be married to a Jewish girl. Because it's not within the father's hands, he doesn't have the power to marry him off. So once it's not up to the father, so his edus, his testimony, is not accepted. Testayin, so derived from here. Umidirebi And from the fact that Rebbe did elevate the son based on the words of the father to Kahuna to be able to eat the truma. So we can deduce Rabbi Chia Hele Achapi Ochiv Lelavia. So the Rabbi Chia is the other Manda Oma here, the other opinion. We know each of them said a statement, We're trying to figure out who said what. Based on this Brisa, we are presenting that Rabbi Chia was the one who said that based on the testimony of his brother, this person was elevated to the status of Lavia, to be a Levite. What's the Nafkamina? Rashi says earlier, As a Levi, he is eligible to receive the first tithe. Let's take a look at Tosos. From the fact that this Brisa teaches, the case was that the father said, I am the father, this is my son, and he is a coin. Two distinct statements with a vav, That indicates that it is not clear to us, we don't have independent knowledge that this child is his son. And the first element of testimony is this is my son. Vishu coin. And that he is a coin as well. Shaina ben Grusha. That he is not the son of a woman who is divorced. Dia dualam. So that's also is working on this diuk. Why does the Brisa teach with a vav that there are two components here? For if it would be known to us, Shubano. Independently, if we knew he was this person's son anyway, what should the text have said? This son of mine is a coin. Without saying the conjunctive vav indicating that there are two statements of testimony here. And this is a wonder. If this is true, which it certainly sounds like it, Satosa says, this is a wonder. Why don't we say then that there should be full believability? He should be believed entirely. Anybody 
Litruma Uliusin. Not just for the purposes of Truma, but also for the purposes of Yuchsin, of his pedigree. Bimigu, with the Migu, which is the idea, since I could have said something else, believe me in what I'm saying now, which is a weaker claim, because I could have said that. What is his Migu? The boy, Omar, if he wanted to, he could have said, Enabnu, not my son. I'm just a guy telling you that kid over there is a coin. So if he would be believed in such a case, he should have a Migu to say, I am a father, and this is my son who is a Kohen. But still, believe me when I make this claim, not just because I can feed him Truma, but believe me also for the purposes of everything that he should be able to marry into the Jewish people with this Migu. I could have said that I'm not related. Didn't have to say he's my son. Satosus answers. Yeshlomer. The Afal Gav, the Ika Migu, even though there is a Migu, right? He has this other claim that would have been more believable that he could have said. Not linking this child to himself as a son. And then he would be believed to say that guy is a coin. That child is a coin. Nonetheless, Lomamin, he's not believed. Deladvar of Karavu, because according to his words, he is a relative. Kedamrinon Behachowitz. The Gemarni Obama says, According to your words, you are not Jewish. And there's no testimony that the non Jew is eligible to testify in a Jewish court. He's not considered a kosher witness. The ain adam neman livsel as no, and a person is not believed to testify in a way that will render his son invalid, ineligible to have the same status as he had prior to the testimony. Avagav. So, the case over there is where the, the father is saying that he is a ger and he converted by himself, which is not effective. And it does not impact the children. But we don't give him a migu to say believe him because according to what he is saying, he is not eligible to testify. In a similar vein over here, he has a migu the father is saying, it's my son. He could have said, I'm not the father. That guy's a coin. But from the words he's saying, he is ineligible to testify. The Migu is not going to help for that. Even though Rebbe says in this sogya over here, I believe him as far as it goes that the father can feed the son Truma, so I believe him that the son has a status of Kuhuna. He's considered like a priest for consumption of these tithes. Because the father has the power independently to feed the son Truma. Almo, that indicates, Afalgav de Karavu, even though he is a relative, Advarav, Namon, Bemigo. 
even though he is, according to his words, a relative, still he has the believability of Migo. Awesome. So why is that? Awesome. Vadai. There we certainly do believe him. Because he does have a Migu. That case he has a Migu, even if we have independent knowledge that he is his son. But the Migu that Tosus asked in the beginning that we should extend a generic Migu that he should be believed the Kuliyama for the purposes of uh, of Yuxin for, for being able to marry what's beyond the power of the father that we don't say because it's a it's a lower level in such a case if you would take away this element of knowledge of this relationship then you don't have amigo altogether so that's a weakness in the Migu. But in a case where you would believe the claim independently, even with a knowledge of their relationship concerning Truma, then you don't have the, the weakness. You have the power to do it. It's a, it's a separate, separate mechanism. Continue the Gemara. According to Rabbi Chia, why is the son different? Why does Rabbi Chia not learn like Rabbi? If it's because he's a relative, he's close to his father, brothers are also relatives and equally invalid to testify for one another. So what's the difference? So really, it's not actual testimony. Rabbi Chia says, as far as testimony is concerned, he's out. Relatives are out entirely. But, if he's just speaking in a casual manner, so that can have believability not through the pathway of testimony, but just Masihitumu mentioned something casually. Like that which was said by Rav Yehuda in the name of Shmuel, there was a story, a certain individual, what did he say? He was just saying over the story. The Omar, and he said, I remember Kishani. Tenok, when I was a young boy, Murkov al Seifu Shal Abu, and I was getting a ride on my father's shoulders, so a frame of the young age of this child, that when this event took place, that he's recalling later. And I was taken out of school. Tosus mentions. He mentions that he'd taken out of school to preclude the possibility of saying that he was a slave. Apparently, slaves didn't go to school. Because eating truma is something that not only 
are Kohanim allowed to do, but these slaves of Kohanim, as well as their animals, are allowed to eat Trumah, Kenyan Kaspal. So, this story is being used as a means, Masiach Lefitumah, casually telling over a story to indicate that he is a Kohen, but not that he is a slave. Because part of the story is that he is taken out of school. Ashitoni es Lutonti and my tunic was taken off. It and I was dunked into the mikvah, purifying waters. in order to have truma, these sanctified produce by the evening. and concluded, and my friends would separate from me. They gave me a nickname. What was the nickname? Yohanan, the one who eats chalas. Rashi. Vihit biluni. And I was immersed in the mikvah, in the purifying waters. Mipnei, shestam tinok, pepeach, bashbos, shrots mutsimsham. What do kids do? A regular kid plays in the garbage. And there are creatures there that would render him impure. It's a common pastime for little kids. Even though he went to the mikvah, he needs the setting of the sun, he needs it to become night in order to be able to actually eat from the truma. So that was the story. And Rebbe brought him up to the status of Kohen based on his own story. He told over the story, wasn't testifying in court, but Rebbe used that story to say he is going. Tanya, we have a bryson. Rebbe Shimon ben Alazar Omer, Keshem Shetruma Hazaka Lekuhono, just as Truma, the sanctified produce of the tithes, offers a chazaka for kuhuna is a presumption. Somebody who has trumah is a kohen. Kach, my serijan chazaka lekuhuna. So too, the first tithe is also a, it offers a chazaka, a presumption to the recipient of kuhuna, that he is also a kohen. And the final teaching of this b'raisa and one who is given out an allotment in the court, that does not confer a presumption to his status. Rashi, thought originally, that it was a court, a court-sponsored process to ensure that the trumah and Mysorishan go to the proper recipients. It's taking place in Besagranos by the the threshing floor by the fields. And later we're going to ask, Ibezdin, Hazaka, 
if it's actually taking place in the courts, and that you say doesn't confer the status of presumption, then what could? So that's going to change. Continuing the Gemara. Maisa Rishon Delevi Deleviho. This is a question on the Bryson. The Maisa Rishon, the first highest, goes to, to the Levi. And the Bryson said something that was very bizarre. It said that from Maiserishan, there's a Chazaka Tekuna. Maiserishan Chazaka Lekuna. So why should that be? Why should the first tithe, the first, first tithe that goes to Kohanim, to, to Levian, why should that confer a presumption that the recipient is a Kohen? It's the first tithe which goes to Levian. So our answer is, this teaching is Brisa in accordance with Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, the Tanya, as we have another Brisa, Shroma Lakoin, Maiserishna Levi, Divir Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says, like the Torah says, the Truma, the sanctified produce that goes to the priests, goes to a coin. The first tithe goes to the Levi. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, Omer, Maiserishna Af Lakoin. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah says, it also goes to Kohanim, the first tithe. So not only does the Truma go according to Elizabeth ben Azariah, but also Maiserishan, the first tithe, according to Elizabeth ben Azariah, goes even to Kohanim. Amor Amr of Elizabeth ben Azariah, Aflacoin. We say that which Elizabeth ben Azariah taught even to the Kohen, Lakoin. Below the Levi. That would indicate that it's to the coin, but is it not also to the Levi? Mi Omar, did he say that? Meaning, we still don't, we have not fully resolved our problem. We're trying to explain the Brysa, which says this surprising conclusion that Mycerician, the recipient of Mycerician, the first tithe, which the Torah says should go to the Levim, confers a status of Chazaka. Presumption that the recipient is a coin. said, even a coin can get it. So he didn't say not to the Levi. In so yes, even though he says Aflacoin, really it's meant to go exclusively to the Kohanim. Basar de Kansuhu Ezra. After the fine in the time of Ezra, Ezra made a fine against the Levian. Let's see Rashi. Basa de Kansu Ezra, Lilavian. The Levites, the Lo but they did not return with the ascension back to the land of Israel. So Lilavian were giving Ezra a hard time. So we have this problem. Lilavian were giving Ezra a hard time. They were needed for the rebuilding of the temple and the service. So they got a knas, they got a fine. They lost the gift of Maiserishan, the first tithe. So it's not af the coin, but dafka to the coin after the knas. And then, according to that, the af the coin, means before the knas. And a coin is also, according to Elizabeth Benaziah, 
is included in the Shevet of Levia. And only after the Knas is it meant to go directly, exclusively to Kohanim, not Levia. The Dilma but still, was it really so limited that only Kohanim got it, that you could derive a Chazaka? We're not dealing with something that's sanctified like Truma. Ma'isa Rishon, the first tithe, is Chulin. It's unsanctified. So maybe a Kohen got some. Or typically a Kohen is getting it, but maybe a lady got some. So how do you get a Chazaka? Omar, Rav Christa, Hachad Ma'iskinon. Rav Christa says, what are we discussing in this case? Kegon, the case was that we know about the father, the high of this individual, the coin, that the father is a coin. And concerning the son, there is, there's a, a voice, there's a sound going out, a rumor that the son is not a coin, he's a cholo, because his mother was either Grusha ben Chalutza. And he took, he was given out the first tithe in the threshing floor. Levi said, Lav Levi, who? Maiklamema, Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza. Who? Lomi Boilum. Lemande Omar, Maiserishin, also Zarin. Dillo Havoyovile. And Lafilamande Omar, Maiserishin, Motozarin. Let's explain what's going on over here. So he's explaining, Rav is explaining, what are we discussing in this Braisa? Where the father is clearly a Kohen. The son, there's a, a question if he is a Cholov or a Kohen. He certainly is not a lady. There's no question. You're right. Occasionally, a lady might get Maiserishin. Because are they so strict? What's the big deal if a lady gets it? If not, Chomer, it really is a gift to the Levian. So that should, in of itself, not confer a Chazaka for Kahuna. However, in this case, where the father is a Kohen, there's no Shash, no concern that the son is a lady. The only concern is, is he a Cholo? We know where the father is. It's a Kohen. So now that he's getting from the threshing floor this gift, so it confers a chazaka, a presumption that the son also is a Kohen like the father. And that rumor was not accurate. What, what are you going to say that it's Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza? This is not necessary, according to the opinion. That the first tithe is prohibited to Zarin. The law Havoyovile, that they wouldn't give to him. I mean, there's an opinion that Maiserishon is not Chulin. And that's obvious. If, if that is the opinion behind this Brysa, so then you don't need to go further. If you actually think that Maiserishon is restricted, he cannot be a Zarin. Even according to the opinion. That the first tithe is permitted to anybody to consume, and immediately, that is only to enjoy it, to take from it. He can consume it with his 
friends who share it with him. But to receive it, Avotar's Chalukah, to actually take a portion as a gift, lo yavle, that he's not given. It's never given out to a Zar. My Sarishan has to give, be given out to Shevet Levi. It's not given to a Zar. The Cholik, the Bezdin, Enechazaka, so the final component of the Braisa, one who is given an allotment in the court, that does not confer Chazaka. I, the Bezdin, lo Chazaka, this was what Rashi told us the Gemara is going to be bothered by. If you don't confer the status of presumption that the person is a Kohen based on the court, so where could you ever have such a status? Amr of Sheshes, Hachi Kama. Rav Sheshes said this is what is being said. Hacholik Truma, one who takes a portion, a lot, of Truma, of this sanctified produce, from his father's estate in Echo the Bezdin with his brothers in court in a That does not confer a presumption that he too is a coin. Shita, this is obvious. what would I have thought to say? Since the other sons are going to be consuming this truma, say this son is also able to eat truma. therefore it's coming to tell you the Bryce says no. These sons, they are having the produce to eat. And this son, perhaps he's been Grusha and Chalutza, he is a son who inherits his father, but he's going to take this produce and sell it. He's not able to eat it. The fact that it was given over to him as part of the estate, that does not confer any presumption to his own status, because perhaps he's just owning it, but not able to eat it. And therefore, that is the case where the court's involvement does not confer a chazaka to kuhuna. They're just saying it's mammon. He has this, the, the value, he owns it as a yerish, as a, a beneficiary of the estate. But they were not discussing, they were not judging on the question of whether he's a kohen or not. So, of course, if they would be, so then you would have a chazaka. That's, that is the, that was the question. So after the two dots, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Ein Malin Lekahuna Al Pi Eid Echad Chulu. Review the Mishnah that we're going to discuss here. Tanchav Gimel Medbeis, the bottom. Achein Shnei Anoshim, and similarly two men, Zeh Omer Konani, Zeh Omer Konani. This one says I'm a coin, and that one says I'm a coin. Ein On Neemonim, they're not believed. If they testify about the other, they are believed. Rashi says, They are not believed. For the purpose of giving them truma, they should be able to consume the sanctified produce. And at the time when they testify one for the other, each one says, I and my friend are a coin. We're both coin. So then they are believed. That's the Tanakhama. Rabbi Yehuda says, No. To be elevated to the status of the priesthood, one witness is not adequate. Rashi. 
even in a case where we are not concerned that they are helping each other out. All the more so in this case. They could be joining forces, these two guys, neither of them could be Kohanim. And they'll say, I and my friend are going to try and get the status of Kohuna. Of course, in that case, Rebuta says it's not acceptable. But even when there's no concern of Gomen, even when the one witness is saying, I'm not a coin, but he is a coin, Rebuta says it's not adequate to help him achieve the status of Kahuna to be able to eat Shruma. Amar Rebbe Elazar, Amosai, Elazar says when, this is true when there is a contrary claim. But if there's no dissent, then if one witness says he is a coin, then that's fine, he's a coin. Rabban Shimon Megamel, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon Ben Asgan. Rabban Shimon Megamel said in the name of Rabbi Shimon, the son of the Sgan. He said, You can ascend to the priesthood based on the testimony of one witness. Rashi explains, Urid, Shikarnalov, Shem, Sul. They said he is not a coin. They, they called him some other name. In fact, they said he's a, some problem with his hijos. Not sure why Rashi has to say Shem Sul. Malin, So the Stam statement that one witness can bring a person up to the status of Kahuna, That's true when there is no concern of giving this testimony with the intent to be a recipient of benefit. Meaning, we have three levels over here, and Rabban Shemogamaliel have to know what this final level is, but is there a believability even with Gomlin, or only one witness when there's no Gomlin, no concern that they are helping each other, or they're not believed even when there's no Gomlin? So let's see the Gemara. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Omer, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Ein Malikuna Apiyerechal Kulo. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Hainu Rabbi Yezer. So this last part, we ask, what is the differentiation between Rabbi Shimon Gamliel and Rabbi Yezer? They seem to say the same thing. If you say that if there's one witness who comes, one person claiming that he's not a coin. Maybe that's the debate between them. Rabbi Eliezer Savar Irechad. Rabbi Eliezer holds. There's says Rabbi Eliezer holds. There's there is Ira with one witness. There's a contesting of the status by one witness. Rabbi Shimon Magamliel Savar Irechad. Rabbi Shimon Magamliel says no. In order to effectively create a legitimate contesting of the status, it requires two witnesses to set, witnesses to testify. Vama Rabbi Yochanan and doesn't Rabbi Yochanan teach? In order to effectively create error, a claim 
contesting the status of a person's pedigree. You need to have two. Ella hacha but rather in this case, what are we discussing? The mosuk law on the We have already a presumption. There's a, a knowledge that the father is a kohen already, based on this presumption. And there is this question, this rumor going around that perhaps the son is a son of a widow, or uh, sorry, a, a, a woman who's divorced. Unless, the, unless it's a kind of call But Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza, that he's the son of a woman who's divorced or had Chalitza, either Doraisa Chal or Darabana, and they therefore demoted him. Took away his status as Kohen. Rashi says, Once an error has been created, once one person has contested the status, so one witness is not adequate to say he's kosher. And there is this rumor, call the Alma of Loidus. That's just a rumor, not testimony. That his mother was divorced or had Chalitza. Vartine, and he was demoted. Minakuno. He's not treated as a coin anymore. Ad Shehivaku, until he is checked out. Esadavar, the matter needs to be investigated. Shmalulakuno. This is a special preservation of the status of Kuno that he's. Put on probation, if you will, in such a case. He's demoted until further notice. He needs to have an investigation. Also, Eid Achor, and one witness came, and said, I know that he's a coin. That's sickening. And then he was reinstated, brought back up. Rashi, since the only Opposition to the one witness is just hearsay. It's just a rumor, so the one is believed. So he's brought back to the status of Kohen. Then you have two witnesses that came and they testify that he's not a Kohen, he's a Cholo. And then he gets demoted. And then another witness comes and says, I know about him, that he's a coin. And in general, these two independent witnesses can join. What is the nexus of the debate is whether there is a concern of degradation of the court. Does it look bad for the court to be waffling back and forth? He is a coin, he's not a coin, he is a coin, we go back and forth, not a coin. Well, if you're concerned about Zilusa, the Beidino, it looks bad, so then they're not going to be reinstating him so fast. If they're not concerned, so 
then go back and forth. Tanakama Savar, the first opinion holds, Kivon, Dachtine, since he was demoted, he lost the Sass of Guna, Lo Maskinale. So he's not brought back up. Why not? Hashinon Lezelusa, the Beidino, because the first opinion is concerned that this will lead to a view that the court is is uh, not effective, looks bad for the court. Rabban Shimon Gamliel says, no, there's no such concern. We determined, based on what we had not known at the time, that he should lose the status of Kuna. And we brought him back up when we had more information. And we are not concerned about any negative impact to the reputation of the court. Maskif lo Ravashi. Ravashi asks a kasha on this. Ihachi, if so, afilu tre tre nami. If this is what it's about, if the machlokis tanoim in the end of the Mishnah is about whether there's a concern of zilus de Beidina or not, so then there's no need to frame it in such a complex manner. One witness and then another witness coming. Just have a simple case of tre tre. Two against two. Nami, say the same thing. Hello, Omar Ravashi. Rather, Ravashi has a different interpretation of what the Machlokas is. They argue about Siruf for Edus, whether you can have a combination for testimony from two individuals. Following along the lines of the other Tanayim, Mentioned in this following brisa, Ditanya, Ein Edusun Misterefes, testimony of two cannot be joined together, until they see the matter as one. Rabbi Shuben Karvamar, Rabbi Shuben disagrees. He says, even one after the other, they can join up and testify. and the testimony is not upheld in the court. Until they testify together. Rabbi Nelson Omer, Shomen Dvarav Shelzeh Hayom. Rabbi Nelson says, that's not necessary. You can hear the testimony of one today. And when his friend comes the next day, you can hear what he has to say. And there will be a tziruf, according to Rabbi Nelson. So, say that that is the machlokas, and why the issue of one witness one day and, and then another witness another day is relevant because that is integral to the debate not a question of Zilusa de Beidino which could have been framed as an issue of a simple tray or tray simple case of two witnesses against two witnesses let's see the next Mishnah a woman who was captured in the hands of idolaters, if it was strictly business, they're trying to raise funds, this is a ransom campaign, so she's permitted to her husband. If this is a matter of nefoshes, this is, Rashi says, interesting case, Rashi says she's judged for death. 
So then she is prohibited to her husband, this captive woman. Rashi explains the first part, because these idolaters who have captured her are afraid to lose their money. They want her to be redeemed, so they're going to try and keep her in good shape, and she does not become prohibited to her husband. The Rambam disagrees with Rashi in the Mahalach over here. He, he says we're talking about for a Kohen, not for a Yisrael. So there's, there's this uh, big gap in interpretation of what's going on. Rashi learns we're talking about for Yisrael. For a Kohen, it doesn't matter if there's Ritzway or not, but for, meaning whether there's consent or not, for a Yisrael, that's what is deter- the determining factor of whether a woman is prohibited or permitted to her husband. Rashi explains, Asur labaylo, in this case, she is judged for death. So there's a concern, maybe in her despair, perhaps, there's a concern that she might be interested in one of these people and therefore is prohibited to her husband after she's ransomed. Omar of Shmuel bar Rav Yitzhak Amarav. Lo shonu elo Yisrael the context over here is when the Jews have a strong upper hand against the idolaters. But if idolaters are holding their own, even if it's ransom for money, strictly business, still she's prohibited to her husband. Rashi. So if the Jews are in a position of power, so the idolaters are afraid to do something illegal. Maybe they're going to lose their money. Rabbi Yossi testified. Rabbi Zechariah, the son of the butcher, Albas Israel, concerning the case of the Jewish woman, Shohurano Ba'ashkelon, Rashi explains, Shinesmashkino, that she was taken as a collateral in Ashkelon. Ashkelon is a non Jewish city. And the family members of this woman distanced themselves from her. And there were witnesses testifying concerning her. That she did not seclude herself and did not become involved with these people. So she's not Asur Labailo, prohibited to her husband. That was the testimony. The sages said to them, They responded to the family members, If you believe. What, the, what is being testified again about this woman, Shuhurano, that she was taken as collateral. So also believe what these witnesses say, that she did not seclude herself with her captors. 
and she did not become impure. And if you don't believe that which they said, that she did not seclude herself or become impure with them, so don't believe the whole story. Don't say that she was taken captive as uh, collateral. Ashkelon is a city that they had their their own, holding their own. Rashi says, Well, Ashkelon, the Eretz Plished him, it's part of the Philistines' territory. And furthermore, it's after the exile of the Jewish people. Uktani, and it was taught, the Mishnah, Hurana. That she was taken as a collateral. It implies in Nechvasha Lo. Only in case of Hurana that she was taken as a collateral, but if she was taken as a captive, then not. Rashi, Hurana, Tap Rashi, and Chamsayna Manala. The Midas, the Kiwan Man. So there was an agreement between the captors and the family, there was a, a time frame. The low niftis, if she is not redeemed for the money by a certain date, then the idolaters will keep her according to their rules. Therefore, it's necessary to have witnesses that she did not seclude herself with them. That's what the Mishnah talked about. Nechvasha, if she was held captive. De'ena nechletes lehem. Ve'lo bin an Aden. She's just a regular ransom. They, they want money. And they're trying to... They, they took her captive to try and raise funds. So that's like they moment. But... It says Hurana, implying not Nechvasha. Gemara says, no, don't read so much into Hurana as opposed to Nechvasha. Who did not feel Nechvasha? As we asserted earlier, that Aide Maman, she does not become Asura, she doesn't become prohibited. It's a financial transaction over here. It said Hurana, that's just what happened, that was a story. But it's also applicable, Nechvasha, Hurana is not. The dafka. That's just the case. That happened.